Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Bismillah walhamdulillah Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala Qala rabbi shahli sadri wa yasirli amri Wahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli Allahumma zidana ilma All praise and thanks is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Peace and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his family, his friends, and upon all those who try to emulate him until the end of time. Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum. Welcome each and every one of you. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, indeed we find ourselves in a very sacred time. Not only being the waqt and the time of Jumu'ah and the blessed day of Friday, but we find ourselves particular in a very important month. And that is the month of Rajab. And usually when the month of Rajab reaches us, then each and every believer, they generally know that Ramadan is soon. So we have Rajab, then we have Sha'ban, and then we have Ramadan. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it such that we find that there are four sacred months. That there are four months that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has declared and has made this sacred. And these are Dhul Qa'dah, Dhul Hijjah, Muharram. And they come one after the other. And then we find that the fourth month is Rajab. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He informs us in Surah At-Tawbah, إِنَّا عِدَّةَ الشُّهُورِ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ إِثْنَا عَشَرَ شَهْرًا فِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ يَوْمَ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ مِنْهَا أَرْبَعَةٌ حُرُمٌ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says that indeed the number of months ordained by Allah Azza wa Jal is 12 months. So, there's 12 months in the year. In Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's record. And since the day He created the heavens and the earth, of which four of them are sacred. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, ذَلِكَ دِينُ الْقَيْهِمْ and that is the right way. فَلَا تَظْلِمُوا فِيهِنَّ So do not wrong one another during these months. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is informing us that indeed there are 12 months in the year. Out of these 12 months, there are 4 months that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
has made sacred. If we go to the traditions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we find an Abi Bakrata radiyallahu anhu anin nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qal az-zamanu qadistad qadistadara kahayati yawma khalaqa as-samawati wal-ard as-sanatu ithna ashra shahra minha arba'atun hurum thalathatun mutawaliyatun thul qa'da wa thul hijja wal muharram وَرَجَبُ مُذَرَ الَّذِي بَيْنَ جَمَادَيْ وَشَعْبَانِ So Abu Bakrah, who was a companion of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he narrated that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Time has returned to its original order, as it was on the day when Allah created the heavens and the earth. The year is 12 months, of which four are sacred. Three consecutive months, Dhul Qa'da, Dhul Hijjah, and Muharram, and Rajab of Mudaw, which comes between Jamada and Sha'ban. Muttafaqun alayhi, this hadith is found in Bukhari and Muslim. So one important lesson that we can also derive from the verse that I recited and from the hadith that I narrated is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says inna iddata shuuri indallahi ithna ashara shahra that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks that is created, created 12 months etc and then Allah says in the verse minna arba'atun hurum from it there are four sacred months does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this verse mention the four months? And the answer is no. But going back to the prophetic tradition of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the hadith, we find that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he explains what is the four months. So as a Muslim, as a believer, as Allah azza wa jal says in surah al-Najm, وَمَا يَنْتِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُوحَىٰ That Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he did not speak out of his own accord, but we inspired him and he spoke. So this proves to us that the Qur'an is the first source of revelation. And the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the second source of revelation. And this also proves to us that at certain times the hadith will explain what the Qur'an says. So here we can with conviction as believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a hundred percent conviction that whatever Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spoke is also revelation from Allah azza wa jal. So my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, as I mentioned at the start, the month of Rajab, when it comes, the life of the Muslim starts to change. Because now he knows that the month of Ramadan is coming. So we close to the 10th or the 11th of Rajab. So under 
two months left and then we welcome this great guest of Allah Azza wa Jal the month of Ramadan and if one was to look at our everyday life whether it's preparing for an exam at school or university whether it's preparing for a soccer match or a cricket match preparing for a journey I just a few weeks ago we find that the guests of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for 1444 for the year 2023 20, their names came out for Hajj so if they accepted they're going to start preparing the athlete if he needs to run a race in two months time he's not just going to sit at home go to YouTube put on a video okay this is how you must run no but he's actually going to go out and he's going to start training if he's serious about this so if we as believers are serious about the month of Ramadan then shouldn't there be some form of training and if we look at the scholars of Islam our pious predecessors our Salafus Salih then we will find that they had certain remarks certain statements certain comments with the month or with regards to the month of Rajab Dhu'nul al-Masri May Allah be pleased with him He said That the month of Rajab Rajab is the month for giving up sins So as we know my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He said Kullu mani adam khattaoon wa khaira khattaeen attawabun That all the children of Adam They are sinners but the best of them is those that returns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Tawbah. So if I were to prepare for the month of Ramadan, then now is a good time in the month of Rajab to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seek His forgiveness. <laughs> oh you who believe, turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a pure repentance so turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala don't wait for the month of Ramadan don't wait for after the 15th of Sha'ban because what if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes me away what if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is destined that I pass on then what happens so use this month of Rajab so he says that Rajab is the month for giving up sins he says Sha'ban is the month for doing acts of obedience. Now here's a disclaimer. That we as Muslims, we never just wait for a particular month. So I'm not making Salah. Okay, I'm going to wait till Sha'ban. Why? Because the Sheikh said on Friday, you know, that the month of Sha'ban is the month for obedience. No, don't get this wrong. Every single day in the life of a mu'min is in the obedience of Allah and staying away from the disobedience of Allah. But there are certain times and there are certain places that Allah has given that holds more virtue, that holds more virtue than others. For example, 
The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says that there's an hour, there's a time on the day of Jumu'ah. If the slave were to ask Allah and invoke Allah and make dua to Allah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will answer this dua. And many, many of the ulama, they say that this is the time on the day of Jumu'ah between or after Salatul Asr until the Adhan of Maghrib and Allah knows best. So he says, and Ramadan is the month for waiting for the gifts and the honors from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning, what this means is that many of us, we all fall into this trap that Ramadan comes, okay, now I need to read so many khatams. Now I need to give so much sadaqah. Now I need to do this. Now I need to do that. I need to be in the masjid every day. Whereas Rajab, you're supposed to start planning. Shaban, you're supposed to start implementing. And the month of Ramadan, you're supposed to seek the rewards and seek the rewards and wait for the gifts and the honor that Allah has given us. And we find that he also says that Rajab is the month for planting. So like a farmer, like someone that likes to garden and he has or he hopes for tomatoes or potatoes or whatever fruit or vegetables he wants, he can't just sit in his lounge and he say, you know what, um, inshallah in a month's time I'm going to harvest tomatoes but he's not planted anything so same with the believer he cannot say in the month of Ramadan I want to finish one khatam but he's never recited Quran in the whole year and he's going to struggle so he needs to start planting seeds in the month of Rajab and in the month of Shaban he needs to start irrigating a farmer cannot just plant seeds and then leave it Okay, inshallah it's going to rain. What if it doesn't rain? He needs to make an effort to water his crops. And then Ramadan is the month of harvesting. One of the Salaf, they said, the year is like a tree and Rajab is the month or the time when its leaves appear. Shaban is the time when its fruits appear. And Ramadan is the time when the fruit is picked. So my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, we have now understood that I have work to do. I cannot just sit and relax and wait for the moon of Ramadan to be sighted. There's still more than half of Rajab left. There's still the whole of Shaban left. So let us make an effort. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is incumbent and it is wajib on every believing Muslim male and female that they prioritize their time correctly during these months. <coughs> and also one 
needs to understand and one needs to realize that there's nothing authentically proven in the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam with regards to any virtue for the month of Rajab. And we find that the mushrikun, the polytheists, the disbelievers, like the Quraysh and others, during the time of Jahiliyyah, during the time of ignorance, they would sanctify the month of Rajab by specifically fasting extra in this month of Rajab. And then we find that Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions and he says, وَأَمَّا سَوْمُ Rajab." As for the fasting of the month of Rajab, بِخُصُوصِهِ to specify fasting for the month of Rajab, فَأَحَدِيثُهُ كُلُّهَا ضَعِيفَةٌ بَلْ مَوْدُوعًا He says that all the ahadith with regards to fasting and specifying days in the month of Rajab to fast, that these ahadith are either da'if or they are fabricated. So Ibn Taymiyyah, he mentions this, and he says that the ahadith that specifies that one needs to fast in the month of Rajab, that they are da'if or they are fabricated. And in another place he mentions, but rather that they are all fabricated. So to specify a certain day that I'm going to fast for 10 days in the month of Rajab, because this is a great month, then this is not part of the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Our slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we find also that there's been a practice that certain people, they would dedicate the month of Rajab or a portion of the month of Rajab to specifically go for Umrah as they feel that going for Umrah in the month of Rajab has more reward. This again, there's no authentic ahadith from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam to back this up. And then we find as well that during the month of Rajab or more specifically on the 27th of the month of Rajab we find that certain groups, certain communities they uphold what is called ihtifal al-isra wal-mi'raj so here's two points the first point is do we as Muslims believe that the isra and the mi'raj took place abadah right? 100% we believe that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam that he went on his night journey from Makkah to Baytul Maqdis and from Baytul Maqdis, he went up to the Sama. This is part of our, of part of our aqidah. This is part of our belief. Whoever does not believe this, there's a question mark. 
So this is point number one. Point number two with regards to the Isra and the Mi'raj. The exact date is not known. The exact date of when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam went on the Isra and the Mi'raj is not known. And then the third point is that none of the companions of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and remember they were the best of people as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says they were, what does he say in surah At-Tawbah verse 100 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says As for the forerunners from the muhajirin and the ansar and those that comes after them وَالَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوهُمْ بِإِحْسَانٍ وَالْكُدْنَسِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ وَرَضُوعًا That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with them and they are pleased with Allah. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and what does the companions get? The companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses them with what? With Jannah. Glad tidings of Jannah. And he ends this verse and he says, That this is a great foes. This is the great success. So none of these men and women, like Abu Bakr, like Umar, like Uthman, like Fatima, like Aisha, may Allah be pleased with all of them. None of them celebrated or commemorated this night of Isra and Mi'raj. And know my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he informs us, and he says to us, Man ahdatha fi dinina ma laysa minhu fahuwarad. That whomsoever introduces into this deen of ours something which is not part of it, yani with regards to ibadah, with regards to worship, fahuwarad then this, unfortunately, will be rejected. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, whenever he would explain or whenever he would speak about a problem, when he would speak about an issue, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he would give a solution. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam would never tell someone, don't do this. Without explaining why or replacing it with something. And I would like to draw your attention to a very important hadith from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. مَا رَوَاهُ الْإِمَامْ أَحْمَدْ فِي مُسْنَدِهِ وَابْنِ حِبَّانْ فِي صَحِيهِهِ وَغَيْرُهُمَا عَنِ الْعِرْبَادِ إِبْنْ سَارِيَةِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ قَالَ 
وعذنا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم موعظة بليغة ذرفت لها الأعين ووجلت منها القلوب قلنا يا رسول الله كأن هذه موعظة مودع فأوصينا قال أوصيكم بتقوى الله والسمع والطاعة وإن كان عبدا حبشيا فإنه من يعش منكم يرى بعد اختلافا كثيرا فعليكم بسنتي وسنة خلفاء الراشدين المهديين وعضوا عليها بالنواجذ وإياكم ومحتثات الأمور فإن كل بدعة ضلال وإن كل بدعة ضلال So the companion of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Irbad ibn Sariyah May Allah be pleased with him He says that one day Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Delivers a very eloquent khutbah On the account that which his eyes shed tears And the hearts were full of tears so a man said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ya Rasulallah O Messenger of Allah This seems as if you are giving us parting advice Now we know When someone is extremely ill And they call the children You know maybe it's the father of the family So they call all the children They call everyone and they come around the deathbed. What do you think that father or that mother or the sick person is going to tell their close relatives? Is he going to ask you or she's going to ask, oh, how was the weather? Um, no. But rather whatever's going to come out there is going to be sincere advice. So he's going to say, for example, you know what, keep the family together, make sure this one is paid, I have debt, etc. Something that is extremely important. So when this companion asks Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this seems like parting advice. Please advise us, O Messenger of Allah. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, that I admonish you to fear Allah azza wa jalla. I'm telling you to be God conscious, have taqwa. And then he says, and to listen and to obey your leader, even if it is an Abyssinian slave. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, For indeed, whomsoever amongst you shall live after me, you will see much discord. You will see ikhtilaf. You will see a difference. Now take a moment and pause. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is telling us that you are going to see differences of opinion. You are going to see that someone's going to tell you that to make Isra wa Mi'raj is nothing wrong. To make Mawlut is nothing wrong. You are going to see someone that tell you to go ask the dead at the Kramat is nothing wrong. You are going to find this. And see the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he doesn't just give the problem but he gives us the solution 
And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, فَعَلَيْكُمْ بِسُنَّتِي So hold fast unto my sunnah. Hold fast unto my sunnah. And the sunnah of the rightly guided khalifs. And beware of innovations. But before that he says, cling unto this. Hold unto this. Like how you would cling with your maulah teeth. So when you eat something tough, like meat etc. You will chew with your molars. So this takes a bit of effort. So cling to the sunnah like this. Hold firm to the sunnah. And beware of innovations. For indeed innovations leads to ignorance. And ignorance leads to the fire of Jahannam. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, He has given us the solution. And the solution is to follow the Quran and the Sunnah ala fahmi salaf upon the understanding of our pious predecessors. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us reach the month of Ramadan. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we can be prepared for the month of Ramadan and not be of those that you know we take the first few days then we're lethargic because I can't have coffee or I can't eat this and I can't do this and then when we look again half of Ramadan is gone and then we look again then it's the day of Eid so we should be training ourselves from now already we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide and protect us we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our shortcomings subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik ashadu wa la ilaha illa astawfiruka wa atubu ilayk assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh